Okay, uh, Season 1, Episode 69, Pete's Podcast, Bible Story Evangelism, John chapter 15, verses 1 through 27. So in John 14, 15, 16, and 17, we have Jesus' farewell to his disciples. Uh, he excuses Jesus uh, after the foot washing before the Last Supper, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and there is another Judas, not Iscariot. And there are two James, depending on which uh, record you look at. I, I guess the loss of uh, Judas uh, put some ambiguity there. But anyway, if you look it up, you'll see that there's... That, but. Anyway, there was James the greater, James the less, and there was Judas Iscariot and Judas not Iscariot and, and others. And he's spending time with these people. He obviously cares about them. His hope is that they will be fruitful. Uh, I guess Judas is gone now, but, but he knows that Thomas hasn't believed yet, and maybe there's uh, one or two others. Uh, Philip seemed a little... Uh, confused about things. But anyway, it's going to all come together uh, very quickly here uh, with the resurrection of Christ. So not overnight. Uh, Thomas was not with the disciples when Jesus appeared to him the first time and uh, said, unless I put my fingers in his hands and my fist in his side, I won't believe. And Jesus comes and says, Thomas, here's my side and here's my hands. And and Thomas says, my Lord and my God. So he did become a believer. And uh, I think we're all branches of the 12 branches of the apostles in the family tree of the, of the bride of Christ. Um, and I would also like to say that uh, the 12 tribes of Israel are commemorated uh, in Genesis chapter 27, the second to last chapter in Revelation, their revelations. Therefore, the second to last chapter in the Bible, it talks about the New Jerusalem having the capital of heaven because I think there are other cities. You rule, some will rule ten cities and five and whatever. Uh, one of the rewards for faithful service. Um, but um, the capital city descends and it's uh, 1,500 miles high. And uh, if it's to scale of the earth, that's one big planet because no, no buildings are seen from outer space or anything like that. The Great Wall of China is not seen from outer space. That rumor has been debunked. But anyway, um, and, and if you shrunk the earth down to the size of a pool ball, it would be smoother than a pool ball. So um, even with its five-mile-high Mount Everest, uh, it would still be uh, smoother than a pool ball because its diameter is... 8,000 miles, so 5, five and 8,000, 4,000, whatever, a bunch less than, I should be able to do that math quickly, but uh, it's much smaller, I'll just have to leave it at that, sorry. All right, so anyway, um, it's going to be a big new heaven and new earth, and I think the whole earth will be the residing place of those that are in the uh, the, uh, the book of Christ, the the Lamb's book of life. Excuse me. All right. So 
again, we're talking, we're, we're, we're eavesdropping on Jesus' last words to his apostles. And we've done that in chapter 14. We've done that in uh, a little bit in 13, I guess, uh, where he washed their feet. So he was with them. Uh, 12, he was uh, uh, not in the upper room yet. Okay, so um, so again, chapter 15, we're listening to Christ's farewell. And what he's concerned about is that they be fruitful. And I'm sure they're, you know, they're all different. If you have more than one child, you know how different they can be. And all the apostles were different, and I'm sure they all bore fruit at different rates. Um, and, and so will we. But it's not trying to get them saved again. It's, uh, it's trying to get them to become fruitful branches of the vine. The branches of the vine are what produce the fruit. All right, so let's take a look at John chapter 5, verse 1. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. That's Old English for farmer. Verily, verily, I say unto you, I'm sorry, <laughs> my bad, took my glasses off. Uh, John chapter 15, I'm very nearsighted, but at, at my age I can see a little better without my glasses, but I have to get close to what I'm looking at. But anyway, John chapter 15, every branch in me that beareth not fruit, the Lord taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purges it, prunes it, that it may bring forth more fruit. When I was studying this, I went outside, and, and uh, it's going to be springtime pretty soon. And and my my uh, couple of fruit trees are, are have buds, and so I I've heard that you take them off at a rate of uh, three three uh, berries to two. And I know that pruning is an important part of growing things. My pastor did a sermon on that and he's got quite the green thumb so uh very much enjoyed the pictures and watching them prune uh actual grapevines and things like that all right so uh, every branch that beareth not branch in me that beareth not fruit he taketh away and every branch that beareth fruit he purgeth it or prunes it that it may bring more fruit Okay, so again, not everything that my wrestling coach did, none of what he did was fun. But winning was fun. And, and uh, being coached and, and uh, forced to get in shape and to spend time in God's Word and to study. Um, and further, by these my son be admonished of making many books, there is no end. And much study is a weariness of the flesh. I say that verse every day as I go over my verses, as I... Um, Spend time in, in God's Word, uh, which I really recommend more than anything else is, is memorizing Scripture. It is such a, a great way to internalize it, to meditate on it, make it part of you. Okay, so he purges it may bring forth more fruit. So the purpose here of God's purging and is to make more fruit, to be fruitful. And you can get to heaven and have no fruit. And uh, getting to heaven is a question of being born again. What must we do to do the works of God? Believe on him who he has sent. John chapter 6 verses 28 
and 29. Believe on him who he has sent. But after you're saved, God would like you to be fruitful, joyful, productive. And if that's not what you want to do, then then I, I feel sorry for you. But not that you're going to go to hell, but because you're not going to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant, maybe, or something like that. Now, the thief on the cross became a believer at the end of his life, but I think he gets, for all those he encouraged by trusting Christ and, and Christ's response to him, this day you'll be with me in paradise, and all that that does for us, I think he's going to be well rewarded in heaven with his one act of faith, and that was trusting Christ so publicly. But uh, he could have just believed. He didn't have to say anything. But, um, all right, verse 3, John chapter 15, verse 3. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. So again, the word of God, huge. Four talks, talk to God in prayer. Let God talk to you through his word. Uh, talk to other believers called fellowship. Uh, you kind of need a church to do that, or I do anyway. And, uh, and then you talk to, to unbelievers as much as you can. And that's just about every time I'm on the phone or I'm... Anywhere I can say, don't ride a motorcycle in the dark. And uh, they want to hear my story of my near-fatal motorcycle accident, which was pruning, I guess. And what did I lo lose? A little bit of the ability to walk well. But other than that, uh, I think the things I got from it, the peace I got about seeing my wife again and just almost thankful she wasn't here to, to have to bear uh, the burden of my care, which my sister did. But anyway... Um, <clears throat> verse 4 Abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit except it abide in the vine so he's the vine we're the branches I don't know that much about that kind of fruit bearing uh, things but uh, anyway I understand branches on trees they bear the fruit so no more, he's the trunk and we're the branches, if you, if you know more about trees. No more can you accept you abide in me. How do you abide in the Lord? I don't know. How about uh, prayer? Four talks. Talk to God in prayer. Uh, let him talk to you by, I recommend memorizing scripture. There's apps now, at least for those of us with smartphones that can, can it just makes it really fun and easy to do. And, and I say fun, you know, it's, it's a burden. To spend two hours a day uh, working on my verses, and sometimes I don't spend that much. I've, I don't. I used to get through it all in a day. Uh, sometimes I have to. I, I spread it out as much as over three days, but it's a lot. Of, it's a, about two hours of work. Sometimes I uh, am too busy to spend that two hours on that. Anyway, okay. Verse five, John chapter fifteen, verse five. I am the vine; you are the branches. Again, remember, he's talking to his disciples here. So now we are on the same vine. We're branches of the same tree. And he wants the same thing for us that he does for them. But I think he empowers them a little bit differently than we do. As, as Moses did, had Joshua and Elijah had Elisha and Jesus had the apostles to do miracles. But we don't have really those at our disposal. But we probably I, I constantly when I tell people what happened to me which I do any time I'm on the phone or with people 
they go, you're lucky to be alive. And I, I agree. But I even corrected one person at church last night. I went to Wednesday night service. And I said, you know, I, I really don't think I am lucky because I, I am willing and would rather be absent from body and be present with the Lord. Kind of like the Apostle Paul said in, uh, where was that at? I forgot now. One of my memory verses, I guess I need to spend more time on the addresses, but we are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from body and present with the Lord. So, <clears throat> but anyway, I'm here and uh, I'm glad to be here and I want to be fruitful and I don't pray for the Lord to come back. I, you know, that's going to, that's going to be tough on, you know, people that haven't trusted Christ to live through the tribulation. We're going to be raptured out, the ones that are alive. And the dead in Christ shall rise from the, and get their new bodies, I guess, in heaven. And they'll be changed. We'll be, if we're alive when the rapture comes, we'll be changed on the way up, it says. Anyway, and meet them in the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. And then we're going to be at the marriage feast of the Lamb. It's going to last seven years of the tribulation. So we're having a party while Israel is going through, for lack of a better word, hell on earth. Uh, with the Antichrist in charge and, and the Holy Spirit taken out. Uh, I guess that's really the reason for the rapture is that God's given us the comforter and he's not going to take it away from us. So to remove the comforter, he has to remove believers. <coughs> Excuse me. All right, so verse 6. If any man abide not in me, doesn't spend, you know, Christian that doesn't spend time in him, in the word, uh, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. Now, I draw the line at wailing and gnashing of teeth, which is not here. But I, I would say people that wailing and gnashing of teeth does not occur in heaven. That's just my belief. The outer darkness doesn't occur in heaven. God is the light of heaven. Where is it going to be dark from, from God's light? But um, there is fire in heaven because our works are going to be tried by fire. And if we have no works, if we have all we have is wood, hay, and stubble that fuel the fire, and no gold, silver, precious stones which do not fuel the fire, which are not consumed in the fire, then uh, we are saved yet so as by fire. So I would say if you're fruitless, then, you know, and I don't know if there's ever been a Christian that's been completely fruitless. I don't know, somebody that dies totally on their deathbed and can't talk and can't, you know, tell anybody and can't whatever. I guess there's been somebody that wakes up in heaven and is surprised at how they got there and say, well, you, you know, you, you, you remembered what you were told and you, I wouldn't wait to the last minute because you could, uh, you know, you, you got no guarantee on tomorrow. So, you know, you could die without warning. People do. So I don't, don't put it off. Okay. Verse uh, six. If, if a man abide, well, I'll read it again. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. I just trimmed a fruit tree, and the branches, uh, I'm just going to run over with my lawnmower and mulch them, but, but uh, I'm not going to burn them. But they're, and some of them had fruit on them. I mean, you, you prune a tree, and, you know, three to Three to two, three out of five, you, you cut off. At least that's the old saying I, I read in a commentary about this. So I just assume that's uh, uh, farmer's almanac type stuff. You that grow stuff, you know, you probably know better than I. But um, let's see here. 
um, verse 7. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, I'm sorry, but I think that's scripture memorization myself. Ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Ask, and ye shall receive. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. Uh, sounds like a pretty good deal. And for salvation, for sure. And other than that, uh, you know, God's going to always answer prayer. Yes, no, maybe, and wait. But uh, always yes for salvation. Verse 8. Herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit. So shall you be my disciples. I mean, that verse 8 is like really key. John is really good at putting key verses. These things have I written unto you that believe on the name of the Son of God that you may know that you have eternal life. Uh, John chapter uh, 20 verse 31. These are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. He's very poetic and very powerful in his writings. Um, and they all are, but uh, anyway, I like, I like John a lot. But I like Peter just as well. Second Peter is one of my favorite books. Um, uh, I always call it my favorite book, Second Peter. Uh, we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but we're eyewitnesses of His majesty. So if you don't believe the Bible, you're not believing an eyewitness account. So, well, not in all cases, but all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for correction, for reproof, for doctrine, for correction. The man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. All right. Um, so, I moved my, my text up now. So, um, herein is my Father, verse 8, herein is my Father glorified that you bear much fruit, so shall be my, be my disciples. Now, my pastor is doing a thing on discipleship right now, sermons, and he very, very clearly separates discipleship from salvation. Uh, salvation has a, you know, these guys are martyred to the last man, except John is, they attempt to martyr him, and somehow he survives, and he dies on an, island of Patmos, a, a prison island. But uh, anyway, um, evidence, I think, of, the, 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 of what they believe. You don't, you don't die for, a, for, a, for a, a cunningly devised fable. Anyway, um, okay. Um, As my Father hath loved me, so I loved you disciples. I'm sorry, but I mean, we can take from it, but it, it's literally spoken to the disciples. The only people there, I, I think Judas is left at this point. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in me, and you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Uh, that's that's a struggle. I I find it easier when the more pruning God does, the the easier it gets. Uh, the less you have to to worry about, concern about. He pruned my wife, if you will. Sorry, but that was tough. That was there was three and a half years. I was just one sad puppy until I had the accident. More pruning, and uh, I'll see her again. And she was very sick and very hurting. It's stenosis of the spine, a tremendous curvature. The doctor just gasped when he looked at her lower back 
and she was in a lot of pain and and uh, you know I I'll see her again leave it at that all right so um, all right verse 11 well how about verse 10 if you keep my commandments you shall abide in my love even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love so again quit telling God you love him so much and just do what he says and if you don't know what he says then spend time in in the word uh, and, and maybe pruning will help you like it helped me these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full okay you're going to be fruitful and joyful if you follow the Lord. If you spend time in prayer, you spend time in His Word, you spend time in fellowship with other believers, and you spend time winning people to Christ. Because the fruit of the Christian is another Christian. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Uh, the tree I'm working on is an avocado tree, and the fruit of that avocado tree is avocados. The fruit of the Spirit, yeah, love, peace, joy, all that good stuff, great. And, and I want those things. I want joy. I desperately want joy. More than I want other people to trust Christ, probably, because I'm a self-centered person. But I find great joy in uh, getting close to the Lord, spending time with Him in His Word, uh, reaching out to you in this manner. And, you know, this might outlive me. <laughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so... Uh, Talking is a, a problem for me in my my cough. Okay, um, these verse eleven. These things I have spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. This is my commandment that you love one another, as I have loved you. And and I never feel more loved than I do at church. Sorry, I uh, people just they legitimately care about me. Last night when I went, they said, "How's your?" How's your nephew doing? You know, we, we've been praying for him and stuff like that. It's just very, very comforting. And, and you can just tell when people care about you. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, verse 12. This is my commandment that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13. Greater love hath no man than a man lay down his life for his friends. Uh, I've never really been put in that situation, but... Um, I think my brother was and when he was asked to fly his helicopter to, to take a look at a downed helicopter and that's always very risky and he, he was he could have asked he could have commanded if you will other people to go but he went himself and uh, anyway greater love hath no man than a man lay down his life for his friends and Jesus is in a, 20 hours from now he will be in paradise Verse 14, you are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. I don't go into all the world and preach the gospel. Follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Henceforth, verse 15, henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what the Lord doeth. But I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you, disciples. And we're branches of the disciple tree, of the branches. We're branches off of the, of the branches, you know, a, a tree that's, uh, there's trees that's close to 
what, 3,000 years old on this planet Earth. There's some old trees out there. And uh, they've been around, a lot of trees have been around since the time of Christ. So it's a really good metaphor for a family tree. And this is the family tree of believers, of the church, if you will, the bride of Christ. And you could, you know, take the tree back to, uh, we were grafted into the tree of Israel and all that kind of stuff. My pastor understands grafting. He's very smart when it comes to agricultural metaphors. All right, um, verse 14. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servants knoweth not what the Lord doeth, but I have called you friends for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that you should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask in my Father's name, he may give it to you. Read that again. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. And one of you was a devil. But uh, he said that in another place. I'm talking about uh, Judas. But being, being you, you know, you've got to respond to the call. You know, Judas was chosen, but he never believed. So there, there's this whole group of people that, that I've spent a lot of time talking to in my life that think they're going to heaven because they were chosen. You know, any, meeny, miny, mo. Well, no. It pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Anyway, you've got you've to believe. For God so loved the world that whosoever was chosen, no. For, for God so loved the world that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Anyway, I have, he chose his disciples and 11 of them worked out and then he had to choose another one Matthias the Apostle Paul I'm going with Messiah you know the the 12 apostles in Revelation chapter 27 are uh, the names on the 12 foundations of New Jerusalem the 12 gates are the 12 um, the 12 tribes of Israel 12 sons of of uh, Jacob and so, and they kind of had equal footing in the New Jerusalem. 2,000 years has been a church age, and God has worked through courageous church members, and, and he worked through courageous uh, children of Israel. David, for example. So a few good kings in there uh, of the tribe of J David. Um, Jesus Christ himself. He's pretty much an Old Testament figure. New Testament begins with the resurrection. And you could say Pentecost, but I would say there's a little 50-day transition there. But, um, okay. Um, let's see, where am I at? Um, these things I have, verse 17, these things I command you that you love one another. Again, I have felt very loved by fellow believers more than anyone else. They have no, uh, you know, condition to their love. Their love is pretty much unconditional, and I really like that. So, but again, they're chosen to be disciples. They were not chosen to be saved. They were chosen to be fruitful, but that's up to them. And obviously being a follower of Christ is up to them as well, as Judas chose not to. You know, you've got to respond to the choosing. 
and and uh, salvation is by faith in Christ. For by grace you saved through faith, not not of yourselves, the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And, and discipleship is works, but it's work with great reward, both in this life and in the next. Joy, love, uh, this. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, second half of that, the base things of the world. I just saw it the other day. I need to, I, I want to talk about it, but I, I think I want to finish the book of John before I go to that one. But it's just the base things of the world. I always thought I was the base thing of the world. It's completely bad. If there's something good in 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 1, starting with verse 18, if there's something good like wisdom or it's wisdom of the world. It's not good. Something that's base in the eyes of the world, that's good. Foolish, yeah, if it's of God, it's, it's good. Wisdom of the world, not so good. Anyway, um, if the world hate you, verse 18, you know that it hated me before it hated you. And they obviously do. But he prays for them, forgive them. They know not what they do. So if you want to hate people that were responsible for, and, and they're all dead, by the way. But uh, I, don't, I don't hate anybody. If you want to hate somebody, hate yourself because he died for your sins. Died for the sins of the whole world. If you were of the world, the world would love his own. But because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Now, the world loved Judas, gave him 80 pieces, uh, 30 pieces of silver, you know, and whatever. But they didn't really love him. They just threw him in potter's field, whatever. Um, or they bought it with the money that he threw back at the temple. But anyway, um, John chapter 15, verse 20. Remember the word that I said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. Uh, I, I, they, they'll remember them. Some of them will come to Christ after the resurrection, after he's seen of over 500 witnesses. Uh, some already have. Uh, Joseph of Arimathea, uh, Nicodemus of the Sanhedrin have come to Christ. So there's hope. For them. Uh, verse 21. But all these things will I do. But all these things will they do unto you. For my name's sake. Because they know not him that sent me. Which would be the Father. God the Father. God the Son. God the Holy Spirit. They, these three are one. 1 John 5, 7. 1 John 5, 7. Uh, verse 22, if I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not sinned by not believing in him, uh, calling him uh, from Satan, uh, you know, because he did the miracles by Satan. That's, you know, the ultimate blasphemy. And, and just your disbelief, if you're not trusting in Christ right now, that's the same disbelief. That's the same sin. It's unpardonable not to put your faith in Jesus Christ. And, uh, that's why he tells us not to judge, because he is. And I'll let him do that. And I, 
anyway, they had they had not had sin. If they had, if I had not talked to them, they would not have called me uh, Beelzebub. But now they have no cloak for their sins. It's kind of written in the Bible here. Uh, everybody heard them. He that hateth me hateth my father also. I had not done, if I had not done among them the works which none other man did, raise the dead, heal the blind, never, you won't find anybody in Moses, Joshua, Elijah, Elisha, that, that does what Christ did. But his disciples are going to do uh, the same kind of stuff. I don't know if they're going to do twice as much. There's 12 of them. So maybe they're going to do more miracles than Jesus did um, to get, get the ball rolling. But I don't think we're in a miraculous time right now. That's my personal take. They had, but every breath you breathe is miraculous. The, the hydrogen forming helium in the sun is miraculous. How long is that going to, how much helium's up there for it to be consumed in that manner? Uh, hydrogen being consumed in, in uh, fusion. They had not had sinned, but now have they both seen and hated both me and my Father. Because if you hate Jesus, you hate the Father. And if you've seen Jesus, you've seen the Father. Again, this is just his uh, farewell address, which continues in chapter 16 and 17. It ends with the beginning of chapter 18 when they go to the garden where Judas betrays them. And he prays, Abba, Father, all things are possible, and you take this cup from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what thou wilt. The great Lord's Prayer, in my opinion. The one I pray for the sick, for myself, for my, for my friends, uh, for my family. But this, verse 25, But this cometh to pass, that the world might be fulfilled... That, but this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, law and the prophets, the Torah. They hated me without cause. Where that's written, I have to take a look in the study Bible, but that would be a separate study. Um, verse, well, or a better study if I had looked that up, but I didn't. Um, John chapter 15, verse 26. Two more verses left to the end of chapter 15. But when the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me. I think kind of through them, give them the words to say, uh, inspire them to write 27 books of the New Testament. Um using eight writers. Personally, I think uh, Hebrews was either written by Paul. I'm leaning towards uh, James the less, but that's my own take on that. Um, verse 27, last verse here. And ye shall bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. And uh, he knows what they're going to do, and they're going to do good. They're going to turn the world upside down. So, uh, we'll continue in chapter 16 and 17, uh, the last words of Jesus to his apostles. And I will say adios, which means to God. 
and I will say, Vaya con Dios, go with God.